Good morning, it's your boy Brando. Welcome to The Uplift. This is SLC's Motivational Mondays. This is episode one of many, 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 many more Motivational Mondays. Today we got a special guest for you guys. Let's just get straight into it. SLC. I just want to stay way up. Yeah. Been up, been down right now. It's straight up. Action. Make sure that I'm in the middle of the third. You can see both of us from on black. Action. Brando, Greg, all devices. Take two. Good morning. Welcome to Motivational Monday, sponsored by Silverlight Created today. You know what we have. It is the Uplift Show. This multimedia show, which is available visual on YouTube, audio on all podcast platforms. We like to motivate and keep you pumped for the week. We like to push good energy into the world. And I feel I can most adequately accomplish that via things I have a passion for, and that's media. So I've got my good friend here, Greg. He's got a company called Epic Energy. Now, think about that adjective, man. No, you know it's got to be an epic episode. What's up, bro? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, So, you know, it's funny that the SLC thing is how I struck up a conversation with you, I think. Yep. I thought it was Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. Like, um, no, we played some foosball first. We did? Yeah, we played some foosball with Chris, and then you're like, what's SLC stand for? Did I whip that ass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, like, <laughs> but for, like, like, I am a veteran at arcade games. I love main event. I love, I love arcade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was a handmade foosball machine. This guy has like the most classic items, like shit that you would see on like in Ve- Vegas uh, pawn pawn shop. You know what I mean? Where they have like um, whatever that show is called. Anyway, but um, dope antique antique stuff, man. But. You gotta know where to find stuff like that. Me, me being such an awesome audio, uh, me being such an avid fan for um, arcade games, I cannot believe you beat my ass at foosball. You know, speaking of arcade games, um, the old building yeah. that we used to be in, um, we had to leave behind an upright defender. It was an arcade game. It didn't have the guts, but it was the. the I think cabinet. I saw it over there before. Yeah, yeah, we had to leave it. We didn't have that room for it, whatever it was, but that probably, sucks, man. That comes from my era. Right, that was you something know? you were either one. This dude gave me, I cut my finger working late night, putting in them 10,000 hours. This guy gives me a first aid kit, and it has this throwback classic little patch in it, man. Like mustache, fucking something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I was like, man, that's dope, man. The fact that you gave that to me, that meant a lot to me. <laughs> I was like, I know this is like, it's not a regular first aid kit. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you being a guy that works with your hands, I know you have a bunch of first aid kits. Did it, did it help you uh, heal faster? Dude, best thing at best present ever. Mu- I think it was a mustache. Uh, I didn't use it because I wanted to preserve it. Yeah. So I used one of the other ones, put some stuff on there, and I healed up, and I keep it right here locked up. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's a great thing. But I'm keeping it so I can show people, man. It's awesome. You know, my mom, I'm, I come from a, a strict Catholic family. Dope. And my mom's always trying to push Jesus on me, and that's cool. I, I respect that, and I, I love her for it. But the other, I was down uh, her place, my, her, my mom and dad's place, and uh, she gave me a care package, and in it were Jesus band-aids. 
Band-Aids. Yeah, Band-Aids. That's be, pretty yeah. cool, though. <laughs> Jesus passion you I don't, up, know where, I don't know where she found them, but uh, they're, yeah, they're definitely cool, man. But I tried to save a couple of them. It's, it's kind of hard to do that when you get sliced up as much as I do. Man, so slices, when, when the, I think the first time you saw me, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I just don't know if you remember, first time you saw me, I had uh, bought this beautiful knife. Like, me and my girl, she has a vision for a home's good shop called Opalberry. I'm totally, totally behind it. But you know what Opalberry is, right? How it has, like, multiple colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the rare, they were, like, rare stones. Well, they had this pocket knife that wasn't, like, a, like traditional pocket knife. Like, it, like, I think I let you use it like it shoots just like mm-hmm. it was fire it looked amazing and everything but i didn't know we had a lot so i'm at the studio and i'm talking to chris got my slacks you know uh dressed up doing sales call business casual and uh jab my hand in my pocket slice my hand i remember that actually you do remember i do remember that yeah. that was the first time i saw you in my life it was really? like, yeah i was sliced up so it was really sentimental you gave me first aid kit. It is actually not. I, I get maybe it, it could be that uh, it's up to me to, to look out for you when it comes to those type of abrasions. Taking care of your brother. Exactly. Your brother's no. keeper, you got to be mm-hmm. part of positive energy that reciprocates, which is also key to positive energy. No doubt. No because doubt. You can kill yourself just pouring into something that's not pouring back. You know, I got. I've been thinking about this. You know you. Talk to Uber drivers about all kinds of shit. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, I have some of the best conversations. With I'm telling you, you know what? Because it eases your inhibitions to talk about things that you normally wouldn't tell Uber drivers shit that you would never tell your closest friends, which is crazy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But, I, I can uh, identify with that. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think that is? Because maybe because you'll you know, never see him again. Never see him again. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think it makes us more comfortable where uh, talking about. Even like, pro, like, it's, it's like, like therapy, man. You exactly. get in, it's like a therapy session. Uber, yeah. you know, it is. Because I do that. I do that. I talk to them, see, see how long they've been doing it, you know. How busy they are. Yeah. But it's cool. It's interesting as well because they won't open up to you until you start asking them questions. I think they've, they're kind of like bartenders. They sit down and you get the, uh, you know, the, you get the standard conversation package. Yeah. But sometimes I get a, sometimes I do get a um what do you do? And then that's them opening up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, or sometimes I'm on a phone call and like somebody's an aspiring actress or something, they're like, What do you do? You know what I mean? And then I, I'm I usually eighty percent of the time give out a business card to Yeah, 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 no doubt. I try it's, to talk a lot of business in Uber. And I think they're well rounded too, man, with what they do. Yeah. When they see yeah, people where they are in life, you know, yeah. what and they're content, they're happy doing it. Nobody's like, well, you run into an Uber driver every now and then that has a low rating that's like just angry, he's driving Uber. Like, yeah. they don't. Not too many, though. Maybe, but not maybe, too many. maybe 10, not 15 percent, you know? Maybe less. But, but the reason I bring that up is because my Uber driver today told me that we started talking about OJ. Seriously? Yeah. And, uh, uh, she told. She, I guess she. The trial was apparently televised. You remember this? Yeah. I wasn't around for it, but it was televised. The whole thing, and she watched the entire thing, and she was telling me that. And this is stuff I never thought about, but apparently OJ was squeamish to the point where 
Even if he sliced himself open accidentally. I heard of that. I heard about that. He didn't like that. Exactly. Yet, yet Nicole, uh, her name was Nicole, I think. I think it was Nicole, yeah. She, her head was almost completely decapitated from her body. It was some shit, yeah. And you know what that would take with a knife? I mean, that would take... Uh, if somebody who's squeamish, it's almost impossible. But also, that his his wife, wife or ex-wife, whoever she was, she was like a cocaine dealer to the stars. Yeah. Yeah, she was in some that's, shit. That's crazy. I mean, I've, she I've was heard in some about shit. that. Like, a lot of shit could have went down. OJ would be... He would have got locked up, you know? Yeah. But those adults, they're adults, they're judges. I mean, all the... All racial this, racial that. Somebody had to make a conscious decision about this man. And him being in that position, I trust his judgment. Even in that day and time. If, if he got let go, he didn't do it. You know what I mean? Because... He yeah. wasn't capable, but she probably got herself in some shit. Well, from what she, the, the Uber driver gal was telling me, uh, it was, it, she owed money, a lot of money to somebody. You know the story. We're getting an I know exclusive. The story, I, I know the story. I, I think I know the story better SLC now. exclusive, bro. Yeah. What happened? What did happen? I mean, Rich. What's the fuck's her name? <laughs> well, what's her name? Nicole. Is it Nicole? No, Nicole Richie. It's Lionel Richie's daughter. Yeah, it's Lionel Richie's Whatever <laughs> happened to her, too, but actually, she's got a couple. <laughs> no, no. She, I actually. There's I, this I man coming by with candy, just scooping him up. I thought she was pretty cute. I mean, she I mean, was. She was. She was I mean, whack. So the pretty experience. Shit happened. Yeah, she was. She was. Uh, and she wasn't even that whack. She was just hanging out with uh, Parasol. Yeah, she, she made that money was early. That problem. She did radio, you know? She made money early. Did the she did the process thing? It's just be it'd be so weird to have Lionel Richie as a dad, dude. I can't even like. Does she take him seriously at all, or or her dad? Well, yeah. I mean, it's just I don't know. Like, uh, it seems like when you're in the entertainment business that you're. I don't know that you're sincere about much of anything, it seems like. I, I feel like when you're born in the entertainment business, you have a very, very confined perspective on life. Right, right, right. So in anything that you do, people that are worldly will be very confused in attempting to break down like <laughs> your yeah. relationships and your like even understanding. You know? Yeah, yeah. But um, I can see that and I'll never know how that is, and you'll never know how My that children is. Right. Up. Fucking, yeah, maybe your kids will know. I grew up in the suburbs really well. A lot of different from a lot of my peers. And my closest people to me know that, and they respect that. But, like, I've got a perspective that some of my peers don't have because of it. It wasn't like they were celebrities, but it was different from what people that look like me, where they grew up, where they learned, where they... Yeah, became yeah. grew up into their manhood. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You're from the burbs too. Yeah, I'm from the burbs. Uh, I've been in the city for the past six years, solid. And man, coming to the city from the suburbs was a hell of a transition, man. bro. The I mean, it was for me. It wasn't too, but you know what? I think what you have to do with the city is empty your cup. And take her in, because every city's got a personality. That's for damn sure. It's like a uh, like a living thing, man. I've seen, I felt that in New York. I felt that in in New Orleans, and I certainly felt it here in the A. And uh, 
You, you have to be willing to empty your cup and drink it. Now, the first time I ever saw crackheads walking around in the middle of the night, yeah, that was a fucking experience, man. They look like zombies. And I mean, I, I moved from the suburbs to south downtown, like right next to the Russellville. Yeah. I mean, downtown in, in the shit. And it was a hell of an experience. It changed me forever. But you walk tall, you stand tall, no matter where you are, you adapt, you know yourself, you love yourself, you're going to protect yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No he has a black girlfriend. <laughs> this guy is a rolling stone. Fucking <laughs> rolling stone. This guy, Greg, man, I wanted to know more about your business, man. So what's the like? Business, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like. Um, I've been doing uh, commercial electrical work for 30 years. So I'm a contractor doing that, but you got to have more than one pan in the fire these days. That's for damn sure. So I do. So I do. I also do welding, metal fab, uh, handyman work for some of my clients, but my true passion is my art. Yeah, I've seen your art. You've got some great art. You're a dope Thank you, man. I appreciate that. It's I want to do that. I guess you, I would you consider me a sculptor, um, but I I, may, I I design and build vintage industrial lighting and some furniture from found objects, which I come across a lot of that stuff uh, in these old buildings that I work in, um, and that's real. Like when I moved down here from the suburbs, I moved into an art gallery. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I had no idea that I had any artistic ability whatsoever until there. That process. Exactly, the process. And because I'm thinking, I'm trying to compare myself to like the greats. Right. Um, Which great people will do. Right. Right. And I'm like, there's no way I'm, I'm an artist like these guys were. But what I learned was that, <clears throat> that, that art is, in my opinion, it is merely self expression. You put it on on uh, canvas. You put it in music. Uh, you, you sculpt with it, whatever. But it's all self-expression. Yeah. Now, what value do you feel that self-expression brings to the youth? To the what is that putting out to the, that message of self-expression? Well, I think that uh, that's a, that's actually an excellent question. Um, there are several different ways, or let's put it this way, uh, society would have you believe there, there are certain answers to that question, but um, getting, to know, getting to know and love yourself mm-hmm. is where it starts. And then uh, it seems like uh, after that, that anything's possible, the sky's the limit, you know? It's always the limit, bro. Yeah. That's good energy, man. I love that perspective. You know, let me tell you a story about one time. I, when I first moved to Atlanta from the birds. The hardest transition was transitioning from the Air Force to a civilian life. Oh, I bet. And at the same time, moving from the birds, Virginia, beautiful four season, North Carolina, beautiful very four green season. State, very green, yeah. To Atlanta. <clears throat> I'm 25, out of the Air Force, moved to a new city. I have to rebuild, you know? Mm-hmm. I know all I about I hang them. around these guys. I'm hanging around millionaires that have, uh, real estate companies and we're going to tomorrow world on helicopters and I'm but I'm not making any money. They're buying the state. They're just mentoring. I don't even know why the hell they had me around. I think it was because he married like a stripper that was like my age and shit. So they needed yeah. people my age to hang out. 
But I was blessed to hang out with these guys. I've never hung out with millionaires before that, ever. And them spin free, like, like freely. I've never seen that before. But it's always been my goals to live a financially free life. Mm-hmm. So I, I take that, that hardest transition, in that hardest transition, for me to take the good at, out of it would be I'm sitting in Cheetah, downtown Atlanta, with Colin. He's uh, James Pop's best friend from Tampa. They got the big bucks. They're what they're what girl you want? Boom! They're doing the vouchers. Two hundred, uh, two thousand. They spent forty thousand. It's crazy. Uh, oh my god! Wow. Crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to play my music in the background and shit. It's just my first time fanning mm-hmm. out. But um, but nowadays I cut people off. Man. When you're when you're in the game, you're in the game. But dude, the best thing I took away from that night, I was like, Colin, do you think I'll ever be on your level? I feel like that was the dumbest question I ever asked because I know myself. I've always been strong-willed, but during that transition period, there was three years where I lost that attribute about myself. I could not find it. I wasn't confident anymore. That transition broke me. I had to climb out of that. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So one inch at a time, whatever it is. Uh, one, at where? Every yeah, whatever had a hand. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. One day at a time, one inch at a time. But it was beautiful though, because Colin goes. We're in the same room. You're right next to me. My best friend talks greatly about you. We both accomplished all these things, bro. You're going to be light years past me when you're my age. And I didn't get that. I loved it. It sounded great. But for two, three years, I didn't understand it to like the complete. But then when I finally understood it, I was like, yeah, I get what he was saying. The, the, the timeline in which your hindsight is, gives you the ability to gain the perspective and know when your failures are lessons, the, the least you can fail. And when you fall, make sure you fall forward. You learn those so you do them less. Lessons are called lessons because they lessen. <laughs> exactly. Or that's so, right. Or they're supposed to. They don't, I mean, it, it depends if you want to uh, drink that in or not. Life, look. You know? What, what, like lessons, if you want to use it as a lesson or well, even acknowledge it, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Or it's kind of like, uh, it, it, and a lot of that has to do with the, uh, uh, if you want to learn, if you want to listen to that little voice, I know my little voice, I've never known to be wrong. But my whole life, man, I've, I've I don't know that I probably listened to that little voice and acted upon it a quarter of the time. If that, um, the super ego in Freudism. Um, See, I don't know this little voice you speak of. I killed my ego two years ago, so well, like I'm uh, totally anti-ego. Well, I mean, uh, I have a little voice. It's a drive. If you, it comes from right here. Right, right. It's and it's 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 not. But when I say super ego uh, in reference to Freudism. It's a uh, that the super ego is exactly your little voice, your subconscious talking to you. Uh, so what does yours tell you? Well, it's it's kind of like uh, I can't tell you exactly what my little voice tells me, but it's all right. It's when you're involved in a in a situation where you have to make an important decision. Mm-hmm. Life is uh, all about choice. Uh, your little voice is that feeling that you have that something's either right or wrong. Right or wrong. Exactly. I can totally identify with you when you say, like, I've never known myself to be. I've always known myself to be right. 
That's something only you can feel. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that's hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Dude, yeah. I love this, man. I, I can't wait to get you back on the show, man. I can't wait to get back on the show, man. Luckily, I'm close by, which is nice. You know? Yeah, you're family, man. You're family, man. I'm glad I met you, brother. Damn. That's right. I'm glad man. we didn't have to kill that guy last weekend. I'm just playing. It's oh, not true. Did you hear we got shot at the end of the night? Cut! Cut! <laughs> yeah. I just want to stay way up. Yeah, been up, been down right now, it's straight up.